0: Hey, welcome into the Believe in Monsters Podcast. We are excited to join you tonight. We have a special guest that we'll intro in a minute. My name is Chris Krugman. You can find me at Shy Bears 1985, joined by my co-hosts Lucas Berry and Joe Gaither. LBerry underscore 40 and at Joe Gaither6 on the Twitterverse. You can find our podcast handle at bim pod on or bim underscore pod on twitter and we have a special guest joining us from believe podcast network host of believe in raiders with stanford route uh former cornerback of the raiders his name is dennis ackerman dennis welcome into the show
1: guys thanks so much for having me really appreciate it excited to be on with you
0: yeah we are excited to have you as well lucas how are you tonight my friend
1: I'm doing great. Uh this should be an
2: awesome show. Uh Dennis, you are the first opponent, uh kind of opponents team coverage that we're having on the podcast. So uh you are the inaugural. So uh congrats. Thank you for joining us. Really Thank you. appreciate it. I feel a little it.
1: special. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah. And uh I mean, obviously your Raiders played last night on primetime, uh, prime time, so it's all fresh in our minds. Uh probably want to forget about that one, but uh we'll see how this week goes and we'll discuss it. Uh I'm doing well. Joe, how are you, man?
3: Oh man, I'm doing it. Uh, very good. Excited. Uh, excited to be talking to Dennis, a- Dennis Ackerman and excited to uh, get into some Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so we're looking forward to tonight. Looking forward to having a good, a good episode. Definitely. Uh, Dennis,
0: the Raiders have had a pretty good season up until now. Three and one uh, with wins over Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore. And Miami uh, had some struggles against the Chargers last night. Uh, how do you feel the Raiders season has gone so, so far?
1: Well, look at looking at the schedule before the season, if anyone had, had told you they would be 3-1, and one, they would have taken it. I mean, I thought they could possibly be 1-3. and three. You know, they dug themselves a little bit too big of a hole on Monday night. They got behind a very good uh, L.A. Chargers team. It was 21 to nothing, and that's a complete football team. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. They got talented skill positions. It's a very talented defense. You know, they showed some moxie. They came back in the uh, third quarter, but unfortunately, they couldn't finish it out. It's the third time in four games they've fallen behind by 14 points or more. They rallied against the Ravens on Monday night in the opener, and they rallied against Miami uh, last week, but uh, couldn't get it done against the Chargers. But hey, three and one, I think most people will take it. If you go three and one, three and one, three and one, I think, it. you know, now you're in 12 and five. It used to be 12 and four, but now it's probably 12 and five. And at the end of the season, I'm pretty sure that gets you into the postseason.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, battling in that AFC West, leading that AFC West um, or tied with the Broncos, I suppose, um, they are looking good. Uh, Chiefs not looking as good as they could. Um and I, I think the Raiders are actually a pretty good team um, coming into the season. I'd probably agree with you. You know, one and three, two and two would have been good. Uh, you had the two overtime games. Uh, the Monday nighter against Baltimore to open the season was a phenomenal football game. I thought they actually did pretty well to hold Lamar in check. Um, and you know, last night was, was was a tough team. The Chargers, you know, coming into this season, I think a lot of people had. Uh, playing pretty well i mean justin herbert had an amazing rookie season last year uh like you said complete team good defense uh great weapons uh mike williams staying healthy is obviously you know in addition to keenan allen and uh austin eckler and uh i i you know it's a tough team and it's going to be a good race in that in that division so uh i'm looking forward to watching that how do you think that the raiders um match up against the bears
1: Well, I think the Raiders got banged up a little bit on Monday night, especially in that secondary. Casey Hayward had to leave. Trayvon Mullen had to leave. Uh, Nate Hobbs, they lost. He went out with a concussion. So health-wise, we're going to have to wait and see if all those guys are going to be available to play. Now, I know the Bears get after the quarterback pretty good. And one of the concerns I had about the Raiders before the season started was that offensive line. And it did not play well in the first half. You saw the Chargers put constant pressure On Derek Carr. I think it did impact him uh, somewhat. To me, he couldn't get comfortable in the pocket in that first half. He was getting the ball out quickly. They blew up that offensive line. Um, Colton Miller is the only holdover. Uh, Richie Incognito was penciled in at starting left guard. He has not played this season. He's been out with an injured calf. Um, They got rid of Rodney Hudson, starting center. I thought he was the best center in football. They traded him to the Arizona Cardinals, Andre James, who had started one game in his career. Um, has not fared very well. He has struggled with shotgun snaps, believe it or not. Alex Leatherwood, the starting right tackle, drafted out of Alabama. A lot of people thought the Raiders reached for him. He has looked awful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He gave up a sack, two false starts on Monday night, uh, you know, against the Chargers, then at right guard, Denzel Good. They penciled him as a starter. They traded Gabe Jackson in the offseason to – Uh, get good in there and good got hurt against the Ravens. So uh, this offensive line moving forward is a concern because they struggle run blocking. um, And at times they could struggle pass blocking as well. Yeah, we definitely know about some O-line struggles uh, in Chicago (laughs) as well.
0: Uh, We've had our our fair shake, Uh, you know, kind of speaking to, you know, some of your roster movements you talked about, how do you feel that uh, Mayock and Gruden have kind of
1: shaped this, this Raiders roster over the the last few years. Well, I kind of gave you an example of of the offensive line. And then I actually think they've done a good job of rebuilding that defense uh, this year. I think big acquisition was defensive coordinator. Gus Bradley came over from the Chargers, spent the last four years there. He added a lot of former Chargers and players, guys like Casey Hayward, um, linebacker K.J. Wright, Denzel Perriman. They got from the Panthers right before the season started. He has played very well uh Yannick Ngakwe they signed as a free agent that was their big free agent signing and then they drafted uh Trayvon Merrick on the back end and those guys have played very well I mean this defense was one of the worst in the NFL last year so there was really only one way to go that was up fellas and for the most (laughs) part they've done that I know I think Eckler uh ran over that defense I think it was the first charger to Rush for over 100 yards for them in a while, but they dominated Monday night the line of scrimmage. But for the most part, look at Max Crosby I'd put up there as one of the top pass rushers uh, in the NFL. If he's not getting to the quarterback, he's sure making them uncomfortable. Uh, Here's a guy who was a fourth-round pick out of Eastern Michigan. You know, they've hit on a lot of later-round picks. Hunter Renfro, who I think has developed into one of the better wide receivers in the league, he was a fifth-round selection out of Clemson. So they have struggled with their picks early in the draft but they've hit on guys later in the draft and look at John Gruden is in the middle of a 10-year reportedly 100 million dollar contract he ain't going anywhere fellas I don't care if they make the playoffs or they miss the playoffs unfortunately the guy who's going to be the fall guy if they miss the playoffs is GM Mike Mayock he's in his third year and he's even said it. he goes look he goes, I've been in this business long enough I know we got to produce and so far the results just haven't been there for the first two years
3: Dennis, I uh, hear you talk about the offensive line for the Raiders, and you also, also touched on the defensive line. I appreciate that. I, I spin back to the last time uh, that the Bears and, and Raiders played in London, uh, and really, from a Bears fan, fan's perspective, the, the Raiders beat us up. The Raiders punked pumped the Bears, uh, ran down their throat the whole the whole pretty much the whole game. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure Eddie Goldman wasn't playing in that game. But uh, am I hearing maybe maybe that? Uh, That may not be the case maybe this time around. I know John Gruden loves to
1: run the the football and and pound, you know, impose his will, but maybe they'll struggle with with that this coming up week. Well, you hit on it exactly. Gruden loves to pound the football, but he hasn't been able to do it because the offensive line has struggled run blocking. Now, at the same time, Josh Jacobs has been hurt. He played in the season opener. He missed the last two games, and then he returned against the Chargers. Uh, Kenyon Drake, another Alabama player, that the Raiders signed uh, in the offseason. They don't really count on him to run between the tackles. They like to get him more involved in the passing game and try to run him outside. Um, so they have struggled you know, running the football, and that's forced them to throw the ball a lot. And so far, it's worked out well. Derek Carr leads the NFL in passing yards. Um, but if Gruden had his way, uh, it would be 50-50. And look, it, if the Raiders get a lead in a football game, Gruden goes conservative because he wants to try to bleed the clock. He wants to run the ball and he wants to play good defense. So I always tell people the Raiders will never blow anyone out because when they get a lead, Gruden gets too conservative and every Raider fan and anyone who covers his team will tell you that exact same thing.
2: Well, Dennis, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty funny that, uh, the Raiders, I guess, best rushing performance of the year came from one Peyton Barber (laughs) out of the blue. It's just like, you know, Peyton Barber, he, he's had his few moments in the league, but he's nothing nothing special. But, uh, you know, he had one really good game for the Raiders, and I, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, but honestly, I think these two teams, the Bears and the Raiders, are honestly pretty evenly matched. I think they're both kind of in the same boat is, is what you explained. I mean, neither team is going to throw you on offense. I think the Raiders kind of have more big playability, and I think they match up well with their speed. I mean, the Bears in week one – did not generate a lot of pressure on the QB. They gave Stafford a ton of time to throw and the D backs just frankly, aren't good enough to cover that long. And the bears have covered that up the past few weeks with their pass rush. So to me, you know, the biggest uh, I guess matchup of the game probably comes between the Raiders offensive line. And if they can provide Carr with enough time to unleash those deep balls, if they do that, I think the Raiders should win this game, but the Bears pass rush the past few weeks has, like you said, probably been the best in the league. I mean, they lead the NFL in sacks right now and uh have some timely takeaways because of that. Um
3: but
1: who's Brandon starting a I got a question? Who's starting a quarterback for the Bears? Is Nagy gonna announce that what five minutes before the game? It'll be Justin yes.
3: Fields who's gonna play games all the way up until the coin toss. <laughs> but it'll be Justin Fields because it's the only option. Yeah, Andy I mean
2: Dennis we're all
0: hurt for a while is is my opinion
2: we're all kind of sick of this i mean this it's almost like this bizarre game that Nagy's playing with the fans and the media and i guess he's trying to trick opposing teams but basically every medical report i've read about a bone bruise puts you on the sideline for multiple weeks and um you know dalton's been limping around at practice i don't really think he'd be healthy enough to play and i I think Nagy's just trying to cover himself in case Fields plays bad and then he can kind of fall back on, oh, I was never going to keep him playing anyway. So it'll probably be Fields uh, if we're being honest with you.
1: <laughs> but Yeah, I watched, what the, I, was, uh, I watched the game against the Browns. That was hard to watch. I felt bad for, for, uh, for Fields because he just didn't have a chance. I didn't get to see him, how he fared against Detroit. But that first start was, oof, that was painful. Is, that was painful. Was much- I'm not even a fan. I was just watching because I wanted to see how he was going to play. It was brutal. So it was much better
2: versus, much uh, better with Detroit with laser calling the plays. Uh, it's definitely more of a commitment to the run. I think the Bears ran almost forty, over forty times. Fields only threw seventeen, but um, he had the highest depth of target I've ever seen on the Bears at like twelve point two yards per attempt. Um, but what I was, yeah, what I was yeah, kind was of getting at. What I was getting at before is, so you you guys faced Brandon Staley yesterday, who was a Bears coach for a long time, and he comes from the same coaching tree as Sean Desai, the Bears' current defensive coordinator. So um, I guess what are some of the things you saw in that scheme last night that kind of slowed the Raiders down? I mean, the Chargers definitely have better D-backs than the Bears, but the scheme should overall be very similar going
1: into this week. Well, you know what? They, they didn't let Derek Carr get comfortable in the pocket, and that was one of the first things I noticed. The Raiders tried to establish the run in the first quarter. They couldn't do it. They couldn't move the line of scrimmage at all, so that forced uh, the Raiders into passing situations, and Carr just didn't have a lot of time. He was never able to set his feet, get comfortable, and you could see, like I said earlier, once Derek starts to feel that pressure, and this is like most quarterbacks. Once they get hit a few times, they get, they drop, they get dropped a few times, they're going to try to get the ball out quickly. But you notice in the third quarter when he had time, that's when he was able to find his weapons. I mean, I'll put Darren Waller up against any tight end. I think he's top two. I would say Travis Kelsey's probably the best, but I don't think Darren Waller is that far behind. I'm sure they're going to probably try to double team Waller. um, And that will only open up things more for Hunter Renfro, um, for Henry Ruggs. And Henry Ruggs is developing into quite a deep threat. He had the big 61-yard touchdown reception against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he had the big one, Uh, Monday night against the Chargers, and when he caught that long ball and put the Raiders, I believe at the Charger 30, 35-yard line, I thought, okay, the Raiders are going to go in. They're going to tie the game up, Then after that, it's a toss-up. We'll see what happens, but I thought the Raiders had all the momentum, Uh, and Brian Edwards, who's in his second season, he had an injury plague first year, but he's coming along now, so Carr has a lot of weapons, and he will distribute the football. Like he says, I don't care about fantasy stats. He goes, I just want to win, so he'll distribute that wealth to whoever and Kenyon Drake, uh, they'll get him involved in the passing game as well. Uh, Foster is another tight end that they like to use out of LSU. He's played very well. Uh, they have a third tight end carrier who got hurt against the Chargers, and they like to employ him when they go three tight ends, uh, and they'll do that, and that oftentimes will help the running game. But there is a chance he could be hurt, and it could be a significant injury.
3: That really makes me concerned to hear. Uh, you know, with the, the vast of weapons, and I knew about Henry Rose a little bit at getting down the field. The Bears secondary has been suspect a number uh, in, in a lot of ways this season. Uh, I think Lucas hit on it earlier the the importance of the pass rush really helping the secondary. But well, we've seen a lot of guys get lost in the secondary. I'm really kind of uh, s- s- you know reluctant, but seeing a, a, a deep shot to Henry Ruggs or two or three being very successful this coming up week.
2: I'm really I'm really interested. I mean, Chris, last week we saw a lot of Duke Shelley on T.J. Hawkinson, right? And he he did all right, but Duke Shelley's probably not the guy we want covering, you know, Darren Waller this week. Um, the Raiders are going to do whatever they can to get that matchup. Uh, if I'm correct. I mean, Chris, I'll, I'll let you touch on that. Do you think, I mean, obviously they're probably just going to try and match up Waller on the slot corner, right?
0: I would say so. Um, Pick on you know, when they, when they get, uh, you know, Ro- Roquan could be another matchup. I mean, you can see Roquan on Waller a lot uh, Roquan and Ho- Hawkinson, Uh, faced off a few times in that in that Lions game and in Hawkinson is definitely not Darren Waller uh, number one targeted tight end in the league and and, you know Dennis you touched on it he is top two three tight end in in all of football and drastically underpaid if you ask me but uh, good good signing by by Mayock on that one Um, I'm curious to see you know if rugs can be slowed down I think you know, they did, uh, were able to get Carr enough time to hit him on that deep, what, like 54-yarder in the third. Uh, they've hit him on multiple big shots, and, and they take lots of shots to him, too. It's, uh you know, they were talking about it on the broadcast that uh, Gruden likes to throw him in the slot, press the safety as quick as possible, and then if he beats him, he chucks it up to him. Uh, Eddie Jackson hasn't had the best season on the in the, in, in the world uh, from his free safety spot, so we'll see if he can't redeem himself uh, Dennis, I'm curious what you think. Uh, and you touched on it a little bit with Derek Carr, uh, and you know Joey Bosa's comments about him kind of feeling the pressure and and kind of getting rattled. Uh, do you think there's any truth to that? Um, I mean, I know a lot of quarterbacks get under pressure, and you know they can't get comfortable. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he, like you said, in that third, fourth quarter, he was still he was still slinging it. It wasn't like I'll go back to like 2016 and 17 after Carr got hurt. Uh, it did seem like he was a little more gun shy than he is now. I think he's kind of gained that, that mojo back and he's able to kind of sit in the pocket and be okay with getting hit. But uh, kind of speak to that a little bit. Do you think that car is getting rattled back there? Or do you think it's just a matter of, you know, timing and finding his guys?
1: No, last time I checked, I think Derek Carr was leading the NFL in passing yards through the first uh, four weeks. So, you know, Joey Bosa, it's a little gamesmanship. I mean, it's a division rival. Uh, I'm sure they were annoyed. There were so many Raider fans at SoFi Stadium. It was probably, what, 70-30. So I'm not buying really what Joey, what Joey had to say after the game. I watched the game. Look, in the first half, he just didn't have a lot of time. But in the second half, when they gave him time, I think he did a pretty nice job of carving up that Chargers defense, you know. This is Carr's fourth year uh, with Gruden. He threw for over 4,000 yards a year ago. He had, I believe, 26 touchdown passes, uh, single digits, and interceptions. And he's come out on fire this season. Now, like I said, I know it's part necessity because they haven't been able to run the football like Gruden wants to. But you know what? He, When he's come out, they've struggled a little bit in the first half. I think they're one of the worst teams, actually, on first down. But when it comes to third down, he's been very efficient. And like I said earlier, he's got a lot of weapons. Probably the most weapons since, since probably 2016 when he was in the MVP uh, candidate talk. You know, that year he had Michael Crabtree, uh, Amari Cooper. They had a strong running game. So when you when you put some weapons around him, I mean, the guy can play. You know, I I am a Derek Carr fan, uh, but he is a lightning rod when it comes to this fan base. I know 50% of this fan base uh will defend him and the other 50% are probably ready to trade him uh, after losing, you know, Monday night. But look at, you know, you go through the quarterbacks and you guys are Bears fans. I mean, what was the last <laughs> time, yeah, you're all laughing because right, because the quarterback situation uh, is so bad. I mean, I'm old enough to remember. I go back to the seven. I'm Bob Avellini was the first Bears quarterback, you know, that I remember. And you didn't really get a good one to what Jim McMahon in the early 80s. But, I mean, Derek Carr's been pretty steady for the Raiders over the past, you know, I don't know, since he put on a Raider uniform. But, like I said, I'm a Derek Carr fan. I'm in his corner. I think he's played very well, especially under Gruden. He's progressed very nicely year after year in this system. And, like I said, last time I checked, he leads the NFL in passing yards yeah definitely i'd like to talk a
0: little bit about how the bears offense will match up against the raider defense uh we had a pretty significant injury at running back last oh. week with david montgomery going down uh looks like it's a sprained mcl probably out four to five weeks uh, we'll see a lot of damian williams probably a little bit of khalil herbert who's a rookie sixth rounder uh but with you know bill Lazor taking over play calls we saw justin fields under center a lot more last week a lot more play action, a lot more stretch zone. Um, what are kind of some of the strengths of the Raiders defense? I know you touched on the cornerbacks and the secondary being banged up and having a, a lot of injuries back there. I know Max Crosby is having a heck of a year, and he's uh, he's a dangerous pass rusher, gets after it with a, a lot of aggression. Uh, where do you see you know, kind of some of the advantages that the Raiders hold defensively and, and where uh, they might be able to be taken advantage of a little
1: bit? Well, if I'm the Bears, I'm looking at the Chargers' uh, blueprint from Monday night because the Chargers were able to run the ball pretty darn well. They rushed for well over 100 yards. The Raiders have struggled uh, with the run this year, and if if you say Fields is under center more, then that's going to set up play-action pass. Um, But the Raiders need to stop the run first and foremost. As you mentioned, Max Crosby, um, he has had a wonderful year so far. If he's not getting to the quarterback, he's certainly pressuring him. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Um, he's also coming off the edge. He's done a good job. And I'll tell you what, one guy was very skeptical, uh, when they signed him with Solomon Thomas. I mean, here was a guy, I believe it top three draft pick a few years ago by the San Francisco 49ers. They just released him and he has played very well. He's got a couple sacks. Um, I know he's batted down a couple of balls. So he has been a really pleasant surprise on that side of the ball for the Raiders. And, you know, like you said, I touched on it earlier, um, I am concerned about the secondary because there is not a lot of depth there. Uh, they're very young on the back end. Uh, Trayvon Merrick, the safety, uh, second round pick at a TCU, he's been solid, not spectacular, but he's been solid. Jonathan Abram, uh, his play has improved dramatically because he fits into Gus Bradley's scheme very well, where they could take the safety and move him down into the box. So. I would say Abram and Max Crosby are the two most Raiders that have benefited from Gus Bradley's system. But look, at if they're not healthy on the back end, if they can't get uh, Mullen, and Mullen had a foot injury, Uh, Arnett's got the groin injury, I believe, and Hobbs had a concussion. If those three are missing uh, Sunday, the Raiders could be in some trouble on the back end for sure.
0: Yeah, they also have uh former Chicago Bear Nick Kwotaski in the uh, middle of that defense uh playing linebacker. He was a thumper and uh a good run stuffer up the middle. Uh Lucas, you had a I Well, a I I was going to
2: say if uh if Andy Dalton was playing then your secondary being all banged up wouldn't even matter because he doesn't throw the ball past <laughs> the first down marker. And it, it's funny, but like we're not even joking. Like he does not do it. So Really, if, if Justin Fields plays, I, honestly, I mean, regardless, he gives the Bears the best chance to win. But specifically for that reason, I mean, last week, even in his 17 attempts, he was, they gave Slang him plenty of, that, of time. Man. Yes, he he was not gun shy at all. He was throwing balls way down the field. Uh, you know, great ball placement. He threw a pick. It wasn't really his fault, but it was batted at the line. But he's, he's definitely not afraid to sling it downfield. There's no fear in that kid, so. Um, you know, that will be a matchup to
1: watch if Fields is in there uh for the Oakland secondary. I like the fact you said Oakland. I know it was a slip. Man. Las Vegas. No, no, no. We can say- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just stick to Raiders because who there knows where go. they're gonna so play. You know I mean? Is it Vegas, Oakland, the LA? Raiders. I mean they could be I still the London them the Raiders. San Diego
1: Chargers the other day, and I just it just rolled out. It felt so natural, and then I was realized I was like, Oh, they haven't been there for a while, but San Diego Chargers sounds <laughs> So much better than L.A. Chargers, but I digress. I'm going to call
0: him the St. Louis Rams forever, so <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> How's Khalil Mack
1: playing for the Bears?
0: Honestly, he's so much better this year. He He's having a much better season. He's getting a lot more pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Robert Quinn has played extremely well, uh, cons- considering last year in that big contract. He... He was hurt last year. He had a uh, drop foot, which is essentially your foot is numb and it's hard to, like, walk around on it. So he's played uh, very well uh, along with, with Mac. And, they, you know, like, they, like we said earlier, they lead the league in sacks at 15, uh, surprisingly enough. But they've, they've put some pressure on Baker. Um, they had pressure last week on Goff. So, yeah, he's playing well.
1: You know, that was we- a gut punch uh, to Raider Nation when Gruden dealt him um you know gruden came in his second stint with the raiders they were only going to be in oakland a couple more seasons he comes in says i'm you know get this thing turned around we're going to be a playoff contender you know farewell to oakland and then what does he do turns around and trades khalil Mack, one of the most popular raiders of all time the heart and soul of that defense um and i don't think it i think it took some people a while to forgive him for doing that because everybody thought, you know, pay Mac whatever you need to. I mean, he was just that dominating of a player. Um, They thought they were going to build around him and Derek Carr for a lot of years. And when Gruden dealt him and Gruden never even spoke to him before trading him, that was just like, Oh my goodness. What have we got ourselves into uh, with Gruden on the second go around?
0: What was the, what did that equal out to? I know Josh Jacobs was one of the picks that Jonathan
1: Abram. And I believe Brian Edwards
0: Okay. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. i mean I like Brian Edwards. I think he's got a lot of upside. Like you said, last year he had, he was banged up and and had some struggles getting going. Uh, I like Josh Jacobs a lot. I think, you know, when he's healthy, he brings a lot of, you know, talent to the run game and Abrams, you know, outside of the personal fouls last year that he was committing and that was eight penalties or whatever. Um, I thought he played well. I mean, he's a talented kid. So uh, it's not, not all bad, I guess, but um, like you said, it's hard to trade away a Khalil Mack.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, Edwards, I think, can be a bona fide uh, good wide receiver. Um, Jacobs, you, you kind of touched on it, win healthy. Um, you know, he missed a few games his rookie season. I think he missed his last three games his rookie season. Sure. Uh, he's missed two games so far, you know, this year. So I think the big concern about him, and he's going to be due for a contract extension here coming up, is do you pay this guy? I mean, you're right. When he when he's on the field, he's productive. He really is. But keeping him on there has been a little bit of a struggle. He was better his rookie season uh, than he was last year. So, and like I said, Abrams has been uh, the beneficiary uh, of defensive coordinator Gus Bradley because he hasn't been in coverage as much. You mentioned all the personal fouls last year, but he was also in coverage and he blew so many coverages. I mean, a glaring example was the Sunday night game against the Chiefs. Um, you know, the Raiders had the lead late. Chiefs run right down the field and Patrick Mahomes hits Travis Kelsey wide open because that was vacated by none other than Jonathan Abrams ball game. So um, he's much more suited to play closer to the line of scrimmage and he's a big hitter. And especially when it comes to the run game.
0: For sure. For sure. All right, Dennis. Well, we really appreciate you joining the show tonight. A lot of good information on the Raiders. I think it's, it'll be a really good game this weekend. I think Lucas touched on it a little bit. These two teams are very, very evenly matched and uh you know a lot of the things you said about uh, some of the struggles the raiders have had in roster construction and offensive line and you know some of the other points you made are very um, <laughs> relevant similar to the relevant to to bears relatable
3: and,
0: uh, relatable to bears fans as well so uh, i think it's gonna be a pretty fun game and uh we'll see who can come out on top do you have a score prediction for us
1: I'll tell you this. I think the Raiders will win. I might be a little biased, but I think it will be a close game because, like I said, the Raiders don't blow anybody out. So it might be a one-score game. It could be possibly a two-score game. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think it won't be probably decided till the fourth quarter. I do. Uh, I'll go the Raiders. I'll go 27-20. 27-20 Raiders? All right. You guys, let's hear your predictions. <laughs>
3: uh, we're already sure. there. Okay. Okay. Uh, sh- uh. You I'm made gonna me go DM9. I got it uh, yeah yours. I'll, 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 go with you. <laughs> I'll side with you Dennis I, th- I, I think that uh, the Raiders will win as well uh, I think the uh, Gruden over Nagy factor uh, edges out a close game 2720 uh, I like but we're not going this with the same score I'll go uh, uh, I'll go t- I'll go 30 to 24. 30 24 24 to 30. yeah so you think all right so you think the Bears are giving up 30 points. Giving up 30 points. Yes. Which that's is fair. really, really bad. But a couple of Henry Ruggs deep shots on Eddie Jackson and all the other awesome defensive backs. Like it only takes one or two of those, and that's big points.
0: Man, banging on your own guy from Bama. You've so gone, right now you've gone
2: the, rogue. Right now, Raiders are five and a half point favorites. Over under set at an even 45 points. Uh, so. I guess Vegas thinks that Raiders win 25-20 or 26-19 or something like that. So,
3: we're in the ballpark.
2: Eh, it's it's definitely ballparking it. Chris, what is your prediction?
0: Man, I'm just going to you just want me to ride with my regular like 21-17 score. <laughs> Bears 21-17. Bears 21-17. No, I re- I really think it is going to be roughly around that score. I think, you know, the the more fields gets comfortable, uh I think we're I think we might see a little bit more scoring than than we have in the last couple of weeks. So I'll say 28-24, Bears.
2: I think the Bears are scoring four times. All right. Yeah, that would that would be awesome. Um, I mean, I think I think Dennis is right. I think the Raiders might get an early lead and just try and bleed that clock, bleed that clock. I don't know if I trust Fields fully yet on the road. I mean, this will be a great test for him. Obviously, the Raiders aren't Cleveland, so it's like a nice middle ground form because their defense is probably better than Detroit's, and uh, he won't have the as reliable run game without Montgomery. Um, I think overall the Raiders probably are slightly slightly better team. I think Joe is correct. I agree that John Gruden is a better coach than Matt Nagy, and I think that will be a factor. Homefield obviously will be a factor in this. I'm gonna say the Raiders win this game, 26 to
0: 24. Ooh, tight one. Very That's tight. So
2: I think sad. the I I think Dennis is right. I think this probably goes to the fourth quarter. I think it's gonna be a nice, a
0: very close game, one possession for most of it. Definitely, they're matched. They're very they're they're well matched teams. I mean, we'll we'll see uh we'll see if you know Fields on the road can handle it. We'll see um you know. For all of the negativity Nagy has gotten, um, I think on the other side of the ball, Desai is really starting to shine as a defensive coordinator, uh, up-and-coming coach. So we'll see if he can't adjust to what the Raiders have done, use a lot of that Chargers tape to shut down Ruggs and Waller, who didn't get enough targets, in my opinion, even though he had the touchdown. Uh, he still should have got more. That, kid, that kid's amazing. So. Thanks again, Dennis. We really appreciate it. Looking forward to the game, and uh, we'll talk to you again.
1: Thanks so much for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. All righty,
0: gentlemen.
2: Now that he's gone. What's our real predictions?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bears 40. 40 nothing. Bears.
3: We all know Joe is taking the opposite team every week. Uh, I just—the bald man's got to make me trust him. I think that uh, th- I you mean, think that I think that Bill Lazor did all of that. Even it's if he still did,
0: his system, dude. It I know,
1: I know, like, I know. We've I been know. saying
0: this for weeks. I, I mean, even going back to the preseason, I would like it's Still, he can still draw up a playbook. He just doesn't know what plays to run at what time.
2: Wait, so Joe, have you picked the Bears at all this year, or have no, you been no? So keep even, doing it,
0: keep it up. Yeah, though.
2: I mean at least I think I'm, I think I'm, I think Chris and I are both uh, undefeated. No, we 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 picked the Brown, we picked the Bears in the Browns game. I think against the spread, I'm two and two, but I think I'm three and one with just straight picks. I don't know. The I should have picked,
3: I should have picked them last week. I should have, the, but I the I line... fell in.
2: Like I told you, the Lions and Bengals, those games are just games the Bears don't lose. If there's one thing I've known under Matt Nagy, you get that feeling when they're going to win these stupid games versus bad teams. Those are both – that was quintessential Nagy win. Seriously, it was just like you knew that was going to happen, or at least I had that feeling. It was just like any time you think this guy's going to get fired, he wins a game versus a bad team, and then people shut up again for a few weeks.
3: So do 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 we beat the Raiders and then lose the Packers the next week?
0: No, we're going to beat them both. Joe, quit your bitching. I'm so sorry, man. I'm no. No, no, you're like, fine.
3: The you're fine. More, Lay it the on more me. It's fine. That it's
0: fine. the more Justin Fields gets playing time and the more shenanigans Matt Nagy is as a distraction. You think Urban Meyer is a distraction? Matt Nagy's the distraction right now. Uh, the better they're going to get. I mean, and as long as that defense can continue to, to mold together, I, I legit think we can compete.
3: I think we can compete for sure with with Fields playing, playing under center. He definitely gives me that feeling like we're not going to be like blown out of any game. We're going to stay in it. My biggest issues right now are how much are we going to to. How much are we going to stay committed to the running game? Because we saw what happened to the offense this past week when we stayed committed to the running game. Fields got the ball out deep and used play action and really moved, moved, moved the football well as a whole. So one, are we going to stay committed to the running game on offense? And two, are we going to get consistent week-to-week effort from the defense? We've seen it a couple of weeks this season. We've also seen, in my opinion, some less than stellar effort. It's been a it's been a mixed bag through four weeks. When the defense's effort is consistent, man, they can they can shut down and and, and really really slow down almost any offense in the league. They're they got the talent. So the Rams game, they were a
0: mess. Obviously, they missed some shit, but they kept us on. They they were in that game until the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, they they scored two touchdowns in the fourth and that was that sucked, right? Yeah, I feel this like the
3: it. I feel like the defense finally said we we we've been playing so hard all, all 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 game long and the offense hasn't given us anything. It's time to go ahead and quit.
2: I don't think the defense has really played
0: a bad game
3: yet. No, no. No, there's no. just been little little Oh, well,
0: I get it. I mean, it's, it's Look, people... I mean, you're you're also going back to a system that yes you knew, but it's under a different coordinator. There are different players involved. They're still adjusting to that and to, uh, adjusting to how Desai is going to do his thing. So I think, you know, there's going to be a little bit of lapse in your assignment and where what we've seen. But the, like I said, the more experienced they all get together. And if you have an offense that actually keeps that defense off the field for once, that's, that's going to be a big deal. That's going to be a big, big deal.
2: There's a I few agree. things – there's a few things standing out to me on this defense so far. One of them is just uh, Roquan Smith is the best linebacker in football. There is no question in my mind anymore. He is just unreal. He's unbelievable. And that defensive line gets after it. And something I've seen Desai do that I haven't seen any of our D coordinators do since I could remember is he's, using, he's putting Khalil Max in positions where he is getting one-on-one with running backs and he's putting him in, in – Positions to win, and the, he's just absolutely dominating with it. Um, and then when Mac is getting blocked by multiple guys, Robert Quinn is his speed rush this year is absolutely insane. I mean, he got the he beat Penny Soul so bad on one play. I think he got back to golf in literally like one
0: second. The 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 you know where they where he stacks uh, Mac and Quinn on the same side and puts Mac on that you know in that three tech or whatever on the, you want to call the it.
2: Stunt yeah
0: and the stunt and then they then they cross over it's it's dangerous you know you can't you don't know which one to trust and you know i i never looked at robert quinn as like a you know a strong defensive end a run stuffing defensive end that could you know really set the edge and bull rush and stuff but that dude can beat people inside too i mean you saw it last weekend where he he kind of beat folks to the punch on the inside cut um you know where he was you know on the guard's hip beating the tackle inside and then max looping around the other side and, and, and getting to the quarterback. So, you know, Joe, I I think, you know, maybe it's effort. Maybe it's just, you know, being able to play fast because you don't necessarily know your assignment. So they're, they're a little slow or slower to the assignment. They have to overthink it. I'm hoping that's what it is. Maybe that's my, you know, optimistic take is that uh, as the season progresses and as they kind of play with each other more in this system, Everybody will be better, um, but I also understand, you know, some of the missed tackles or, or things like that are, are frustrating. But I think this defense is playing much better than we than we thought they would, and you know, a lot of us called it in in the preseason that uh, Desai was going to be a a key factor in this this Bears team. But well, well, that's that's the thing. I mean, to Drew's point, like.
2: This defense on paper, I don't think, is talented enough to say, oh, yeah, this is an elite defense. Like, the D-line is great, trust me, and Roquan is great. But other than that, you're playing with Ogletree. You're playing with Vildor, who this is his first real year. You're playing with Duke Shelley in the slot. You're playing with Eddie Jackson, who looks not good. You're playing with, you know, kind of garbage trash bin safeties. And the other side Gibson, and, you know, they're, they're fine players. Like they are what they are. But, like, this isn't really, like, on paper – I think this defense is playing way over what they're given. And a lot it's of it th- is due to the scheme that decides, decides putting them in great positions to win. It's
3: just not a lot for me to trust right now. That's a lot for me to be excited about and get, get, get uh, and like see flashes and hell. Yeah. I love beating the lions and hell. Yeah. I love beating the, beating the Bengals. So like, I, I, I there, there are definitely things to be excited about for this bears team. But like, as far as do I give them my trust, no, I am just not. I'm just not there. I, what about I, I, a win
2: versus the Raiders? Say they go to Allegiant Stadium and Justin
3: Fields wins the game. No, uh, you, See, know what, you, you know what? You know what they think, have to do. You know what they have to do. It's in two weeks. Yeah, well, I understand, but I'm in, saying in two weeks is what if they take down the Green Bay Packers in two weeks? That's insulting.
0: That's the, that's the okay. Game.
3: Okay, I mean y- y- you have to get to a point where you're competing with the Packers. And Matt Nagy, I'm sorry. I you know, you t- thank you for our division championship, two playoff runs, like gonna We're have to compete seasons. with that team up north. <laughs> and like until you do that, like I don't like I'm not imp- like I'm just not ready to give you any trust, I'm- not ready to extend you, you know, oh, things are going good. Uh, Went they- on the
2: road with the rookie QB. <sighs> Deserve some trust, bro. I think. He's yeah, going but to but hard. but our, if, if he
3: you, you, know the, and, and you know the you know the age old raiders question team. you know the old age old question are the raiders for real? Like, they they, they, they could wax our ass and then lose the rest of the, the games in their season. Like they they're, they're that kind of team. They're that kind of franchise. We could beat them and they could lose the rest of the games on their right, schedule. Like that's the not, kind of like, but that's they're not the kind lines of, and the bengals. They are they kind of are. are to me. No, they're not that
0: bad. That's unfair. The Lions and both Bengals the, are both the, both those teams beat the Steelers and not really that handily as far as the Raiders are concerned. I think they the Bengals probably beat the
3: Steelers more. <clears throat> I just I would love a win against the Raiders. It would probably make me think, you know, it, it depends on how the win happens. You know, Fields has overly impressed me the the, the last couple weeks. I think that he is Every bit of what what we believed he was going to be so far as a rookie. Does he have things to clean up and work on? Of course he does. But as a rookie, with his skill set, with with where he is talent-wise, he's given us everything I could ask for. And I'm really excited about that. But is there enough around him to say this can be a winning football team? This team can, can, can beat good teams. Not beat bad teams. Not take advantage of, oh, we're playing the freaking Lions. But, you know, hang in there, play a good game against a good team. I don't know that the Raiders are that good team as a measuring stick. Yeah, they, they, I mean, yeah, we're three and one, but every single game that they played so far has been really freaking tight. As and they, they've had to come back and come back. Oh, oh yeah, they beat the Steelers, but they came back against uh, the Ravens. They and the came Ravens. back. Like, so like, not really, not really sure what to make of this Raiders team as as who they are. Down fourteen to nothing last night. Down twenty one to nothing last night. Like, who are the Raiders? Are they for real? Beating them. Will it feel good? Hell yeah, it will. But will that mean enough to like where you can buy some stock in this Bears team because they beat the Raiders? I don't know about that.
0: So the upcoming schedule is absolutely brutal. Uh. Six games, right? So they have the Raiders, Packers, uh, the Niners, the Steelers, Bucks, Steelers, and the Ravens, and the Bucks. Right? I'm going out of order, obviously, but I'm just rattling them off. Sorry. Outside of the Packers, probably the Bucks. I think all other four games, you can yes, they they they're definitely winnable games. So if they go three and three in those Joe or five four and two, is that stock enough? Four so and if two. They lose, if they lose to the Packers and Bucks only in the in that stretch, oh, they beat gosh. the Ravens, the Steelers, the Niners. No, in the, in the Raiders. But but we Come have to D. lose, if we, have to yes lose to we have to lo- lose the no, team up north.
3: We have to lose the team up north. We don't
0: have to. We don't have to. I'm just saying outside of your parameters that you've already set.
3: Okay, I'm listing you I'm know, back on track. Would
0: that, you know, would that work? What if they beat the Bucs? I mean, they beat the Bucs last year and the Bucks showed they're totally beatable against the, yeah. the Patriots. I didn't think that they played that great
3: a game. Okay, so it depends on like, let's define what are we buying stock for? Buying stock for a Super Bowl? No, no none of the three of us no, are doing no. that. No, none of the, okay, none of the three of us are doing that, and we're on the same page. Trust. Play, play, Trust. No. No, sure. no, no, no. I'm just it, saying. It, I'm
0: just saying playoffs. I mean, if they if they come out of this, but if you stretch, get to that three and sw- three, they're playoffs.
3: Like, did you really feel like yes, the Bears were the playoffs last year? But were we really like playoff worthy? No, like they weren't really playoff worthy. They got their bucket, like they, they no, snuck in to is, an extra seed. Of, so you want to say we fan. slide into that seventh seed? Like, oh, you know, if okay, if we did
2: it with Justin Fields playing QB, that is a massive win for the Bears, Joe. That that's is a game. yes, yes.
0: A Team. Yes, like that I agree. Is a team you don't want to face—that's the type of team. Exactly. You don't I agree. Face. I agree. Not necessarily the Bears, but that's like that nine and seven Giants team that went on to win the Super Bowl with Eli. It's like the is like dude, it's yeah, like they the slid in or in. Yeah, it's like I the mean, Texans
2: team with Watson.
0: dude. Yeah, yeah, anything's I agree. possible at that point. Is my say. Like last year, we all knew we were effed against the Saints, right? But right, right. I mean, they go into the Super Bowl or Super Bowl, they go into the playoffs, you know, and they're they're up against. I don't know man. if they go
3: into the playoffs and have a chance to win the game if they go in even if it's that seventh seed that extra wild card if they go into that se- that seventh game and like okay we're we're not going to get our ass kicked by the saints right here in a hypothetical world we're going to play a game we're going to hang in there then you know what I'll, I'll be really really happy I think I, th- I think I'll be really proud of that so we have miserable Joe for another like <laughs> Fourteen weeks. I just yeah, want to see I mean, consistency. We're four <laughs> weeks into the season. We haven't seen any consistency with the team. None. All four weeks have been have been different. All four weeks have been vastly different stories. Not even similar stories, but really different stories. And the bench, no, a yeah, lot of a lot seen. of that's a lot of that's you got you got to deal with you know the the Dalton Nagy Dalton Nagy Fields injury kind of thing kind of changes a lot of that stuff. It does, but all four weeks have been very different. Uh, so, like, I'm ready to see some consistency. Well,
2: if, if Lazer's calling plays and Fields stays back there, QB, you're going to get that. And, and I'll love me, it. I mean, I'll
3: love it. And I think that he can yeah. do it. And I think that Lazer, he showed this past week, it was beautiful. They were hammering the ball off tackle. They were going into play action. We're chucking the ball downfield. See, were threat. I loved it.
2: It's great until – see, this, that, this is the thing that people also need to get about this Lazer offense, though, is – Yes, he put up a ton of points per game last year when he 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 did it all versus very bad teams and that's yes. that's fine. Nagy could doesn't still doesn't do that. But I'm interested to see what happens when a team shuts down your run game and they say Justin Fields, you're gonna throw the ball forty five times this game, what's gonna happen? I'm very curious. I honestly I don't know the answer. But it's grand and dandy when when your run game works like it did last week. But my biggest thing in my head is what is he gonna do when They're just going to make Justin Fields beat them.
0: I think if, you know, they don't give up on it, you know, you can't just say, oh, shit, we're shut down. The problem will be is if they get down in the game as well. You know, if they get down two touchdowns or, you know, 17 points in a game and they're not being able to run the ball. Those combinations are dangerous for any team. I mean, any team's gonna have a hard time there. But if they're down, you know, a touchdown, or if they're down three points or whatever, and they don't give up on the run and they're still able to run that play action, bootleg Justin out. I, I think it's fine. Let him throw the ball 30, 35, 40 times a game. I mean, it's it'll be it'll be fine. Um, I hope that doesn't happen until later in the year, but I think I think this defense can keep us in any game. Um you know, as long as they don't have stupid miscues where they allow people to run, you know, 40 yards wide up and down the field.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, this... Kind of what Dennis said earlier, though. I mean, this, this game, I think, does set up kind of well for the Bears in the fact that the Raiders are very susceptible to the run and their secondary isn't great. I mean, it's kind of what we saw last week. Like I said, I think they're better than the Lions, but... If you can establish the run, and I know we don't have Montgomery. I think Damian Williams is more than a capable backup, though. If you Agreed. can establish the run versus that defense, it's it's going to be much of the same as we saw last week. And for me personally, my big thing for Fields that I'm looking for this week is I want to see him run a few more times. I mean, you got to – even if it's built-in runs, design runs, whatever – part of keeping the defense and keeping your run game alive is utilizing his speed. I mean, you can't, I think he had maybe one
0: scramble all game and a couple kneel downs, but did you guys happen to hear that? uh, Rich, what's his name? What's the dude that runs the 40? Uh,
3: Rich, Rich Eisen, Rich Eisen,
0: that Rich Eisen interview with Albert Breer, where Breer was talking about, the whole situation with Nagy Dalton and fields and how the Browns game went so poorly uh, because with Dalton and fields, they basically have two separate offenses where Dalton runs a lot of shotgun and fields runs a lot of under center. And the interesting thing that I took away from it is that when fields got to Ohio state the year before, when they had Dwayne Haskins, they had all shotgun. There was no under center stuff. And Fields actually kind of not necessarily requested under center plays, but that they installed more under center plays because it was more comfortable for Fields. That in and of itself for me and a college quarterback and a rookie quarterback is is pretty telling of how good this kid can be because it's kind of the opposite in most situations. They want the shotgun, they want to be able to have their, you know, their eyes on the defense the whole time. And Fields is more comfortable under under center, which is is different, and that's that's phenomenal to me, and I, that excites me. So, I think Nagy tried to keep the under center offense with Fields, and it didn't work. I'm sorry, the shotgun offense with Fields, and it didn't work against the Browns. And then Laser switched it to, and and apparently, according to you know Breer and whatnot, they they did have those meetings where you know they asked players for input. And that was the input. So, I mean, people want to bag on Nagy for, you know, asking his players, you know, what they, what, what they would like to do. I, I mean, I guess you could say like, well, he needs to be the leader and he needs to, you know, know what to do and whatnot. But on the, on the, on the, on the other side, it's like, well, at least he had the wherewithal to change something and didn't be a, a stubborn bonehead on this specific subject and stick with what he wanted to do. And he, you know, if he goes back to calling plays and it all goes downhill, then shame on him. But at least he did the right thing this week. Let laser call the plays. And somebody else mentioned, you know, if he, you know, the reason he kind of said, you know, everything runs through me is if, if something doesn't work, then he can say, look, it's, it's on me as well. And that he'll fall back. He'll fall on the sword for his team, which I think I've heard him do before. Um, but I think this under center offense that's able to run that, you know, off tackle runs like Joe mentioned and, and like I've talked about in the past and, and roll Justin out or just have the play action in him, he sat back there so damn comfortable, cool, cool as a cucumber. He was, he was chilling, throwing deep balls. Uh, then I think this offense can be very, very dangerous. And he found his favorite target in Darnell Mooney, and, and they look they look great together.
2: Do you guys see that video of him and Darnell doing uh, stretches in Justin's house together? They're doing no. some like yoga session together. No, get on after? Monday after the game. Yep, Monday get after that. the game they were they were stretching,
0: and uh, that is not something you see a
2: Rob do with his QB. So
0: uh, Cooper Cup goes to breakfast with uh, Matt Stafford, and y'all seeing how that's working out? So Cooper a Rob Brandon Parker, if you're listening and you want more money, go to breakfast with Justin Fields or stretch out with him.
2: No, but in all, in all honesty, the Bears do need to get – they need to figure out a way to get A-Rob involved, especially without Montgomery. I mean, during this stretch, I mean, I I, I don't know what it is. I haven't been watching the All-22. I don't have access to it, but there's just – they need to figure manufacture touches for him. It's – I
0: mean, he got – He got involved towards the end of the game. and Like you said, I mean, Fields only threw the ball 17 times. Yeah. You know, I I don't know what the target numbers were for everybody. And obviously, Mooney caught the first four for 95 or whatever, um, including that deep shot. But A-Rob had, you know, the one on the sidelines that everybody's replaying, which is just a fantastic throw and catch by both. And then he had the one over the middle, where I honestly thought that was a great throw by Fields, dropping it in between like four defenders. I mean, A. Rob was pretty much wide open, but it was still a hell of a throw. Uh, those are the only two targets I can really remember.
3: Yeah, Yahoo he- Fantasy 20. has him for three targets. He got three catches for sixty-three yards, so he caught all three of his balls apparently, uh, but uh, not not enough targets for Allen Robinson. Twenty, I mean, twenty yards a catch. That's that's awesome. That's pretty solid. Oh
2: yeah, it's it's good to see him getting downfield and. Yeah, I get it. He's not the fastest guy. You know, he's not going to be – he's not going to be the main vertical threat down the field. Uh, that's that's fine. But, you know, I don't know. I, they just – in my opinion, they need to figure out a way to get him some touches. We saw – I don't know what week it was. Was it versus the, the Bengals or uh, – that that just short out route where they threw him a five-yard out and he, you know, lowered his shoulder, ran a guy over and got a first down. Like, just get the ball in his hands. He, he makes plays like that. So, um like to see him get more involved moving forward and it, that is as much as i love the Mooney emergence
3: well robinson's 63 yards is the most he's had all season uh so so yeah, it's, that's it's a crazy. start it's a start <laughs> it's it's a, it's a it's a start for him with 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 justin fields i think everybody's got a little adjustment time when there's a new quarterback in place
2: but you know it is it is great to see the kid not targeting one i mean we saw you know, obviously when Trubisky was back there, A-Rob was his guy. You knew where the ball was going almost every time. A-Rob would get double-digit targets all the time. I mean, this is – it's definitely refreshing to see a QB looking at, at all his options and not just honing in on one guy.
3: Let's let's talk about another offensive option uh, that maybe was underutilized this past week but uh, maybe with further evaluation proved that he did his job really well, and that's Cole Komet. I, we, we saw a lot of uh, negative takes about Cole, Cole Komet. Why isn't he being involved in the passing game? Why isn't he getting targets and, you know, catching touchdowns? But uh, through further Twitter digging, it seemed like Cole Komet was a very, very vital part of the Bears offense this past week, uh, opening up holes in the running game and helping tackles in pass protection. Uh, so, Luke, what do, you, what do you make of using Komet in that fashion and maybe the fans, uh, maybe annoyance that he's not being used more out in, in passing routes?
2: Yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, I think fans make the obvious. So (laughs) there's a lot of weird misconceptions on Twitter about Matt Nagy and the Bears. And so everyone on Twitter seems to think Matt Nagy wants to be the Chiefs, which I don't really think the Bears really resemble the Chiefs at all and never really have. Um, So they just kind of assume tight ends with Travis Kelsey because that's the Chiefs tight end and he's the best in football. Well, I'll tell you what. Finding a receiving tight end is hard as shit. I will say in the NFL, there's probably three three elite Four, receiving tight ends, maybe. 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 I mean, you're looking at Kelsey, Waller, Kittle. I mean, and, and all these guys are just like, you know, random draft picks at random co- – like there's no really rhyme or reason to it. Becoming a great pass catching option in the NFL is hard period. And you know what, when the bears drafted commit, that was never his cup of tea. Like he can catch the ball. He's a great athlete, but I mean, he was never like, he was never like that guy in college that was like, Oh, you could, this guy could play wider, like play wider receiver in the league. And that's kind of like the vibe you get from Darren Wallers and Travis Kelsey's um, with commit though. He's always been a really solid blocker and seeing him out there making some of these blocks. It goes unnoticed because it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But when you're out there and, you know, last week we're talking about, oh, why isn't Nagy Max protecting? Why isn't he doing this? Why isn't he doing that? Well, when he has Kmet out there, he's doing that. You're just not noticing it until we slow down the film and you see Kmet pancaking dudes and driving dudes 10 yards down the field. I mean, he's doing all the dirty work. I love it. I mean, this is, you want to talk about linemen and bringing in guys to protect your QB? Ryan Pace did that in
0: the second round last year. We should be happy for that. Shout out to B. Shulks for the breakdown on Komet and his blocking. He uh, he had a great Twitter thread uh, showing pretty much how Komet, you know, Lucas just spoke to it. Um, you know, everybody complained, hey, why didn't you give the tackles help and keep the tight ends in? And then he does. And it's like, why isn't Komet more involved in the passing games? Like, well, he, he is. He's just not involved in the way you want him to be. And he's not Travis Kelsey. You know, he's a
2: he's Kyle Rudolph.
0: He's Kyle Rudolph. He's a better version of Jesse James. You know, he's, he's a, he's a wide tight end, not a U tight end. Um, the, he will get involved in the passing game to some degree. He's not going to get massive separations. It's never been his, his MO. Uh, he has a better athletic profile than Zach Ertz does, but he's just used a little bit differently. So, you know, and, and, you know, Lucas spoke to it as well. Tight ends in this league, um, the the true elite receiving tight ends are few and far between. Most tight ends take, you know, two to three to four years to to kind of get it in the NFL. They want you to learn how to block. They want you to learn how to catch. And to do both of those things well in the NFL takes time. So I am happy with comets service so far he's in his second year he was he is the most productive tight end of his class currently catches in, included you know he has 36 catches uh versus i think you know the next closest guy is 29 or something like that but i'm frustrated with not having Jesper Horstead get some more snaps. I would like to see him out there a little bit more and and have him catching the ball as well. Uh, we're seeing a little bit more of Jimmy Graham. He had 22 snaps this game versus, I think, 12 last game. I'd like to see him get a little bit more time.
3: I mean, yeah, we're paying him. He needs, He needs to get out there. You
0: might as well right you might as well put it on put them out there uh joe what did you think about the lions game as a whole in, in terms of you know how the the bears offense did against the lions defense how the bears defense did against the lions offense
3: uh i have some thoughts on on both i i, I was generally pretty happy with the game in a lot of ways uh I, I really enjoyed the offensive game plan it was very obvious on the first drive that matt nagy was not the one calling plays we've kind of discussed that a little bit that it is matt nagy's system but laser dialing up the, the right order uh the right timing of those plays I, so I, I thought really offensively I, I thought they were really quite strong uh, now the Lions don't really challenge you to do that much, uh, but that's okay. The the Bears did what they needed to do offensively and, and really uh, had a nice scheme to utilize Justin Fields and put him in positions, uh, put him in positions to 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 succeed. Uh, and, and defensively, I was a little frustrated with the Ben Ben bend, but not break. But that's just the mo of this team and the mo of this defense. It has been for quite some time. Get all the way down in the red zone, hold them to a field goal, or get a really impressive stop, and they did that a couple of times. They got, they had a cut. What did they get? Three trips to the red zone, no, no points. So you got to give uh, Desai and the defense really some credit there. Uh, I wasn't too thrilled with the finish of the game. Uh, I, I thought we kind of let our foot off the gas, had a uh, kind of. Uh, a little focus, a little lack of focus towards the tail end of the game, both offensively and defensively. Uh, but luckily, I mean, they already had a pretty nice lead, and they were kind of coasting at that point. Uh, but you can do that against the Lions. You're not going to be able to do that, I don't think, this week against the the, the Raiders or next week against uh, the Packers or coming up the next several several weeks uh, going forward. Uh, so you know, largely, I was pretty happy. I give the t- I, I I finished the game and had a pretty big smile on my face and excited for Justin Fields. There was a lot of good little takeaways. I'd like to see the finishing be a a little bit better, uh, both schematically and in the execution. Uh, But, but you know, you beat the lions, you did what you're supposed to do. Great job. Yeah. I thought uh,
0: the offensive line of the lions actually did pretty well against the bears in the first I mean like you said they had three or four trips into the red zone they just couldn't close it out you had the golf whatever that was fumble uh where it you know he wasn't ready for the snap and then he he kicked it with his knee and it went flying right into uh nickel's hands and then I think he had a four down stop um And then I can't remember if there was another turnover or how they ended up getting the ball back. But, yeah, three straight trips to the red zone and no points. Uh, Better teams are definitely going to take advantage of that. So I thought the Lions actually moved the ball pretty well against the Bears. So that was kind of concerning. Again, like you mentioned, the bend-don't-break kind of attitude of this – not attitude, but scheme of this defense uh, can work. Uh, Who knows if it will work against better teams. But uh, Bears offense versus Lions defense, I thought that run game looked fantastic, doing the things that we've talked about. And, you know, kind of with this stretch zone run, I'm not as concerned if they stick with it with Montgomery being out. Because we've seen running backs in the past under this same system look extremely well that were more or less nobodies before they ran it. So I'm encouraged by the way Laser has this running game going, encouraged with the blocking from both Komet and the offensive line on Sunday. So I think we're going to be able to continue to do that as long as lasers call and plays, and we're running that same type of, you know, off tackle like you mentioned, Joe. I'm excited to see Khalil
2: Herbert. I mean, I, I talked about him in the offseason. Um, you know, he's going to be the future backup running back of this team, not Damian Williams. So I'm excited to see what this kid has. I think he has uh, a lot of juice. He was the uh, ACC uh, yards leader. Um, in previous years, so I'm excited. Uh, I think he's going to get more carry than people think. The Bears just brought in Jakeem Grant today to take over return duties. I think Tariq Cohen might be on the shelf for a little bit longer than people think, but, uh, yeah, I think Khalil Herbert's going to have more run in this offense than uh, people think he might. I think people think it's all going to go to uh, Damian Williams, but I, I don't see that being the case. I see Herbert taking 40. Probably about 40% of the snaps from him, if I'm honest.
3: Do we think that's why we traded for Jakeem Grant, so that
2: Herbert can focus on backfield duties? And I also think Tariq Cohen is more hurt than people think.
3: I I agree on both.
0: I don't know about Cohen. I definitely agree on at least having the option to go to Herbert more often or to prevent a you know further situation from happening running backs get banged up a lot in this league a lot of them get hurt so it's a little bit of an insurance policy to have Jakeem Grant who the Bears traded for today uh future 6th rounder i think a 2023 6th round pick i thought i i saw grades earlier on CBS Bears a minus Dolphins B minus, so kind of a win for both teams. If Grant can get himself involved in the special teams return game, punt returns, he's he's electric. He can he can fly. He's had some problems receiving the ball, from my understanding. Haven't seen the kid play a whole lot, so uh, his hands are uh, supposedly a little suspect. Suspect, but. If he can get himself involved in the offense, that would be excellent as well. Do we think Simba Simba Walker is kind of a... He's gone. He's gone. No longer a did, thing. Did, did he even field a punt? Uh, he fielded a couple. Uh, he did like to wave at the ball a lot. Hello. And then just let it drop. Yeah, uh, I mean... He, well, he fielded a few.
2: Jakeem Grant is a second-team All-Pro uh, returner, so the Bears definitely got... A very solid returner, which I think they've been looking for. I really think they drafted Daz Newsman to be that guy, but he didn't even make the roster. So uh, not really shocked, but I do think the Bears are trying to preserve their running backs. Um, Unknown when Tariq Cohen will be back, but right now it will be the Williams and Herbert show. And I'm excited for Herbert.
0: Week six at least, right? I mean, I think – so i mean just kind of going off of what we've seen Nagy do i think we're probably gonna see mostly herbert at least this week uh because he he trusts veterans and i think you mean williams Williams? what i say whatever that's what i meant sorry uh williams mostly this week because he trusts veterans and he brought williams in to be that guy I think we will see more and more Herbert as the year goes on. Will it be this week? I just don't think that he's ready to kind of assume that role. The weird thing about it is we've seen guys like Artavis Pierce come in here and rattle off 4.6, 4.8 yards of carry and then just never see the goddamn ball again. So I don't know what they want out of their running backs in all honesty. And if Williams gives them somewhat what they want, they might just roll with him. I mean, but if they brought him in to be the third down back and they see Herbert as more of a, a first and second down grinder, maybe they'll go that way. But I, I don't see it. I, I, I kind of think it's going to be the Damian Williams show for at least two or three weeks uh, during this four to five week stint that uh, Montgomery's on the shelf. Sad.
2: Well, we're pretty far into the show right now. So before we log off and sing our bear down, I want to hear you guys give me a uh, key to the game on both sides of the – or for both teams. You know, what are the keys for the Bears to win? What are the keys that might hold the Bears back? Joe, I'll let you go first. Mr. Negativity himself. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, the Bears – the Bears don't have any keys to win, right? It's an automatic loss. My no, no, there. no,
3: no, no, no. They can win. They can win if they stop the, the, the Raiders running game. If they really turn card one-dimensional, one don't allow them to run, because uh, that's what Gruden's going to want to do. Don't don't get punked out there in Vegas like you did in London two two, two years prior. That's the number one. They key haven't for done Raiders. it all. The Raiders haven't done it all year. Just that's right. Really that's haven't. right. That's right. And, and we heard uh, Dennis discussing uh, dis- discussing how they, they've really struggled up front all, all, all year long. Uh, so that's the key. We got to continue those struggles. Could prevent them from establishing a running game and then take advantage of of it when they're in passing situations with Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, all of them getting after the offensive line. I think if you win that, if you win that, Travis Gibson. Yeah, give me some Travis Gibson. Give me some big 99. You win that line of scrimmage, then I think it's less important to win. The, the opposite line of scrimmage i think you know you you can kind of stalemate and or maybe even concede the offensive line of the scrimmage because of a justin fields because of uh because of the tone set on the other side so i think winning the defensive line for the bears is the biggest key to the game
2: and how will they lose this game
3: Oh uh, if they lose this game by by getting run up, by getting punked though they'll, they'll lose this game if they cannot establish the running game but, the, but 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 specifically and primarily they'll lose the game if they let Josh Jacobs and the Raiders running game get going because if you let the Raiders get into their running game then oh you got the downfield passing to to Rose you're going to get one-on-one matchups with Waller you're going to leave uh Hunter Renfro open in down in space because you're trying to force stopping that running game uh so really if if the Raiders can establish a running game they're gonna have an easier time getting down the field we heard dennis talk about how Derek Carr is leading the nfl in in passing right now so really we have to take away you know anything that helps him uh in the passing game and in my opinion that's uh but that's negating the running game
0: you know what helps your passing stats talk to me two overtime games in the first four
3: yeah very true very true
0: that that helps a little bit just saying uh, no disrespect to Derek Carr. I think he is a great quarterback, honestly. I should have worn eyeliner tonight. That's rough, bro.
3: You imagine him showing do, up with eyeliner. Do you think De- Dennis would have said face? something? Do you think he would have noticed or said something? Dude, you you're, can't. You look like can't. Larry Mare.
2: Hilarious.
0: <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, yeah, no. I, I just don't. I don't think that would be very kosher Joe but the the man can't call you out on it you know we're in the t- we're in the day and age where if you do that that's pretty that's pretty uh
3: what my my body my choice right
0: yeah which why did you shave all that hair off your face you look so young you look oh. like a little baby now it's Lucas his choice the, now the who no, it's what I said I literally said that Lucas is the only bearded man we have now me and Joe are so baby face beautiful
3: I got a haircut scheduled for tomorrow.
0: Awesome, Lucas. Do you want my keys to the game, or do you want to, you know, spit your game? All right, I got it. So Bears' keys to the game are stop uh, Waller and Ruggs. I don't think Renfo is that scary of a guy. He's a he's an you under. You see that late, dude? What? Oh yeah.
2: Did you see that, that hitty late, dude? Than oh yeah. Yet.
0: That was a that was a great. Um, Pat on the ball type of hit from a special teams player like Hunter Renfro. No, I think he's a I think he's a solid team to any or solid piece to any team. I just don't think he is a scary dude. He's a poor man's Wes Welker. He can, you know, move the chains, but I just don't think he's he's all that scary as as opposed to like a Waller and a and a Henry Ruggs. Obviously, they need to shut down the running game. I think Jacobs isn't exactly himself. Drake isn't the guy that I thought he was going to be. He is more of a third down passing uh, down back for the Raiders. And Peyton Barber, I guess you can just pick up any guy off the street and run for 120 yards against the Dolphins. But offensively, Continue to play fields, continue to run the laser style offense, press that secondary, establish the run early, let comet, Jesse James, Graham, and uh and company uh J- play Jesper Horstead, damn it. And maybe we see Brashard Perryman this week and he can catch a deep ball or maybe JaKeem Grant starts his uh, all-pro bid as a punt returner with the Bears with a trip to the house on the first punt return. But I think those are the keys to the game for the Bears. I honestly think this game is is the the, the Raiders are beat up. That the Chargers move the ball at will when they want, you know, when they uh, the third quarter, they got a little shaky, but as soon as they kind of figured out what the Raiders' adjustments were, they moved the ball pretty easily, and they ran the ball very, very well. So I'd like to see us establish the run very early. I don't think that we – I think we will. Yeah, I mean, you guys you guys
2: hit on a lot of key points here. Um, I'll start with the Raiders' key victory first. It's not even establishing the run as much as it is, just slowing down Darren Waller, in my opinion um i mean i think duke shelley played pretty well last weekend versus tj hawkinson but i am worried about that matchup in the slot versus waller he's a lot bigger and a lot faster than any other tight end the bears have seen this year and that is just a matchup nightmare for what the bears can throw out there at slot um you know they're gonna need roquan to help out on him as much as possible bracket him do whatever you got to do but i mean that's just gonna be massive for me and you know The Bears need to get home. They cannot allow Derek Carr time to drop back and throw these deep balls because they do have a lot of speed. I mean, their wide receivers don't really scare the life out of me, but they are very athletic, very fast dudes out there. Got to keep them in check. Can't let them get that big play that we saw so many times in that Rams game. So pass rush once again has to get home before Carr can get anything going. You know, they got to hit him a few times. Get him a little bit rattled, as we saw yesterday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really just slowing down that deep ball and trying to keep Darren Waller at will. Um, Bears keys to the game. Um, Obviously, like you said, laser offense, keep running the rock. If you establish that run and give Fields time to throw, give him plenty of time to just drop back and uncork it, the Bears will have no issue scoring over 20 points in this. The Raiders' defense, like we said, it isn't great. And the Bears the Bears, pretty much match up well with the Raiders anywhere where the Raiders are weak. And it's also vice versa. The Raiders match up well where the Bears are weak. So two pretty evenly matched teams. Like I said, I think this is a good test to see where the Bears are at. Um, going on the road, I'm a six-point dogs. We'll see. We'll see what they got. Um, but obviously protect fields. Let him throw them balls downfield. And, and, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how you're going to win this, the deep ball this week, in my opinion. Um, we already gave our score predictions. So, Joe, I'll let you give a triumvirate lead triumvirate. to the song because you picked us to lose last week and you're the only one. So now you have to sing.
0: He sang by himself last week, too. Let's go.
3: Bear down Chicago Bears, make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down Chicago Bears, put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T-formation. Bear down Chicago Bears, and let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois Chicago Bears. Bear down. Go Bears.
1: Y'all have a good night.